0: Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equip Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. Well, last week we started a brand new series called Faith. Everybody say Faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you got it? Started a brand new series called Faith and Pastor Christian, man, he stepped to the plate and hit a grand smackerewski out of the park. Wasn't that awesome? If you have not watched that, I encourage you to go back and watch last Sunday. But just real quick, I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11, and it's talking about faith here. It says this, and this is the King James Version, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Can we all read that together? It's on the screen behind me. Can we all say it together? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith goes beyond wishful thinking, right? Faith goes beyond wishful thinking. It goes beyond good vibes. How many, that just that just irritates me. Does it any irritate anybody else too? Good vibes, come on. Yeah. Come on, I won't do that. I won't do it. It goes beyond good vibes. It goes beyond luck. It goes beyond being at the right place at the right time. You see, faith is something that is tangible. It is something that you can get your hands on. We just read it. Faith is a substance. And if faith is a substance, then I can grab it, right? I can, I can get a hold of it. Faith is a complete trust in the one who does the miracles, Faith is that, it's a trust in the miracle maker. It even goes beyond what we perceive and it even goes beyond the facts. Listen, facts can say one thing, but how many know that God can cripple those facts right there and he can do whatever he wants to do? Faith is is knowing. It is a complete confidence that God is just gonna do it even when we can't see it. Now, little to my knowledge, Pastor Linda just ran up to me last Sunday, and she said, Pastor, I heard what you're speaking on in big church, this is big church, by the way, welcome to big church, right? (laughs) Right? But I just came from over there and those kids are in Captain Insano, right? I mean, they're jumping up and down. Yes, God's gonna do it. I mean, they are just worshiping God. I was just there just five minutes ago. They're absolutely incredible. But little did we know that she's teaching on faith right now with these kids. So we are, we are in alignment right now. We didn't even know what we were doing at. So last week, She had an assignment for your kids, our students here, and just writing down, and we had a whole stack of of little pieces of paper, and it's just writing down what you believe God is going to do. And so I just want to read you a few uh, from our kids here. I believe that God is going to heal me, that God is going to do it heal me. Not a doctor, heal me. Not the medicine. I believe that God is going to heal me. I believe that God is going to do miracles. How about this one? I believe that God is going to help me sleep. Peace. I believe that God is going to heal the little boy that has cancer that my teacher told me about. They're bringing their request to to God that they even heard in school. How about this one? I believe that God is going to cure mouth cancer. Listen, I'm telling you, God is doing something incredible in our students. And it's not just because someone is leading them. This is their own idea. This is what they are believing God for. And I can I tell you, I've got a mountain more of these little pieces of paper that they are believing. Right on the other side of this wall, they are believing that God is going to do. In other words, faith is rising. We've got this little saying here at Lima First, and it's simply this His presence is our purpose. We truly believe that if God will show up, that is, the Spirit of God will show up here in this place, He is going to do it. And can I just take that a step further? When His presence is your purpose, anything's possible. Here's a little secret that I want you to be aware of. God can move outside of a Sunday morning. Did you know it? I was not aware of that, that God wasn't on the, he's on the clock 24 hours a day. Listen, when his presence is your purpose, anything is possible at any time of the day, at any time of the night, God is aware if his presence truly is your purpose. You see, in his presence, when you get in the presence of the Lord, something supernatural just takes place. I want to just take about how many sense the presence of the Lord here in this house today? Just wave your hand. Just wave your hand. You sense the presence of the Lord. Well, something supernatural just begins to happen. Faith begins to rise and you start having this feeling like that that there is really a possibility that your impossible situation is going to be changed. Something something happens when you get into the presence of the Lord. And it doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is, it doesn't matter what it is. You just have this indescribable inclination that God hears you and that he is going to do it. Can I tell you, faith is a substance that you can get a hold of. Somebody declare in this place he is able. He is able. Well, Smith Wigglesworth, one of the generals of the faith, had this to say. There is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. You see, when our mind takes over, we're going to get what we got. Y'all with me? When our mind takes over and we are convinced that that is never going to change, my marriage is never going to be healed, I'm never going to be free from this situation, I'm never going to be free from, from depression, I'm never going to be free from anxiety, I'm never, I, I'm never, 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 and you put the, the label on it, I'm never going to be healed, I'm never going to get transformed. When you start narrowing and living by the narrowness of your understanding, friends, you're going to get what you got. But God has called us to a greater place. A greater place of simply trusting God for what he said he is going to do. I love in Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 verses uh, 18 through 20. And this is Jesus talking right here. And he said that, said this right here. I tell you the truth. Why? How can he tell us truth? Because there's Because no, there's no untruth in him. When God speaks, He speaks truth in life. I tell you the truth whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this that if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two are three are gathered together as my followers i am there among them in other words when we pray for something it'll be done in heaven Amen. now sometimes we don't see the actual response in the time frame that we how many you prayed for something and you just continue to pray on let's just let's do this how many of you've been praying for something for a year now and you're still waiting on God for the answer. How many of you have been praying for something for really for five years now? Look around. How many would say you've been praying to the Lord about something for a decade? How many would say, <laughs> anybody, 20 years? You've been asking God to do something for 20 years Yes, there's still, listen, we don't give up hope. We just keep knocking on the door and asking God to do it. And there are times that you'll get discouraged, but there's also times when you come into the presence of the Lord that you believe, listen, I believe that God's gonna do it today. I believe that God is gonna do it right now. How many are with me? You just believe God is going to do it. Well, today I wanna break down really quickly through a story in God's word about faith, we're gonna look at the story by the man by the name of Bartimaeus. Now listen, no one names their children Bartimaeus anymore. How many Bartimaeuses do we have in the room? Yeah, I didn't think so, right? We're gonna look at this story about Bartimaeus and I wanna break down some attributes of faith because when you leave this place, I believe that your faith is going to be increased for specific reasons. Number one, first attribute of faith is this. Faith causes desperation. Now, many people would think, well, if I have faith, then all my worries go away. Listen, this is not Elf, that you go through the land of swirly, twirly gumdrops and you go through the Lincoln Tunnel and everything's gonna be all right. Listen, we have to understand that faith, faith, when you get faith, you're gonna see your desperate need for Jesus. The closer I get to the Lord in my, my 39 years that I've been living on this earth, <laughs> I just lied to you all right there. I'm 35, right? Hey, that's not funny. The, the, the older I get in the things of God, the more I realize my desperate need for more of him in my life. It's never less of him. It's never enough of him. I want more. Every single moment I even walk into this place and I get the opportunity to worship God with y'all, I realize, God, I need more. I need more of your spirit, more of your anointing, more of your power, more of your presence. I need more of you. I come into this place of desperation that I just need more. You see, faith causes desperation, and I want us to look at this. Mark chapter 10, verse 47. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout this, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You can almost hear the desperation in his voice. And all of a sudden we hear people calling out to him, be quiet, shh, be quiet. You're harsh in my mellow. Be quiet, you 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 you're bringing attention to yourself be quiet but he only shouted the louder son of david jesus I can't see you, but I know you can hear me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, here's what I found. The moment you begin to cry out to God in desperation, there will inevitably be someone around you who's going to try to keep you quiet. This is all emotion this is this this is excess. you're drawing attention to yourself. listen, your desperation uh, to God is going to irritate somebody else's demons. Don't be quiet don't stay hidden in a corner. You have got to come and become desperate for Jesus. Never be quiet. Call on the name of the Lord with faith and with desperation. And here's what I find out desperate times are going to, to demand desperate measures. You have to call out to Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Some of you didn't do anything. Look at your neighbor and say, Lift up your voice. That was a little bit better. How many know Charles Spurgeon? Anybody met him? Yeah, you didn't. If you did, we got a problem, right? But he said this, take the gates of heaven and shake them with thy vehemence as though thou wouldst pull them up by post and bar and all. Stand at mercy's door and take no denial. Knock and knock and knock again as though thou'st would shake the very spheres. But what wouldst obtain an answer to thy cries? The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Cold prayers never win god's ear draw thy bow with thy full strength if thou would send the arrow up so high as to heaven in other words cry out in desperation to god but i think what happens is that many times we call out to god out of our apathy We've lost our desperation in America. We're fat with the spoils of our securities. We've become self-confident. We've become self-providing. As long as I have the money in the bank, I'm okay. As long as the police aren't called to my house, I'm okay. As long as my name is cleared and I appear this way, everything is good. We become self-sufficient, haven't we? We've become self-reliant and we become so self-reliant that we don't want to appear desperate because to appear desperate would be to appear weak and I refuse to appear weak before anybody. And isn't that in direct opposition to the word of God? We're supposed to call out in desperation to our Lord, but yet our own self-sufficiency hinders us from reaching heaven. Our own self-sufficiency gets in the way of God's answers because we do We are so full many times of pride and arrogance that we refuse to call on the one that can do it, but we'll let everybody else know it on social media. Why do they get so quiet? Because we know it's true. We want everybody else to have sympathy for our needs and we'll let everybody else know what's going on but we refuse to call upon God out of our desperation because we're so full of things that still should not be there. The psalmist said it best, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there's no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge and no one even cares about my life for I cry to you, oh Lord. I say, oh God, you are my refuge. You are my portion in the land of the living. Can I tell you friends, it's time when we come into the house of God, it's time to come in desperate and in need for God to meet it. And I will tell you this, if we'll tell him, if we'll cry out to desperation, he will meet it. The second attribute of faith. Faith is going to require something of you. Faith is going to require cooperation. You ever met somebody that just would not cooperate with anything? Stubborn, that's their middle name, stubborn. Stubborn. You know, dogs have shock collars sometimes. Is that right to say? Oops, I said it anyway. Faith requires cooperation. In Mark chapter 10, remember, Bartimaeus, he's a blind man by the side of the road. He didn't see Jesus, but he knew that Jesus was around. He was in his presence, and he started crying out. People started, listen, people started saying, be quiet. We don't want, we don't, just don't mess it up, man. Don't mess up the parade. We want to see what he's going to do. Well, when Jesus heard him, notice it says when Jesus heard him, not when Jesus saw him. When Jesus knew that he came to church, it didn't didn't say when Jesus got an email or he read somebody else's post on Facebook and he realized there was a problem. No, it says when Jesus heard him, he stopped. (laughs) Come on, someone's going to get this today. And he said, tell them to come here. So they called the blind man and he said, and now their tune is changing. Oh, cheer up. They went from shut up to cheer up. They knew they were wrong. Cheer up. Hey, buddy, old pal of mine. We're best friends. BFFs. Oh, let's ask him to befriend us on Facebook. They called the blind man. Cheer up. He's calling on you. And Bartimaeus threw his coat aside and he jumped up and he came to Jesus. Now, this is not in God's word but i i like to think of it this bartimaeus could not see jesus he was blind how am i going to get over to my wife if i kind of know she's in that general vicinity how am i going to know how to get to her if i am blind she so got to call out call out to me baby Do you see what I'm talking about? (laughs) I believe that the voice of Jesus himself got, he had a direct bead on, on, Bartimaeus had a direct bead because I believe that Jesus was still talking to him. I believe, it's not in God's word, but I have to believe in my heart that God keeps calling and he keeps calling and he keeps calling. Why? Because he wants us to find him. Jesus is the absolute worst at playing hide and go seek because he always wants to be found. Come on, let's just be real. He always wants you and I to find him. You see, faith is going to require cooperation. He said, come here. We've got to stop treating Jesus like a genie in a bottle because all I gotta do is go to three church services a year and I'm gonna get a little bit of, healing action friends it's time to cooperate with God it's time to start living our lives like it's Sunday every single day because we all put on our best faces when we come into church do we not we can all fake it till we make it right it's time to completely surrender to Jesus and when he says move we move we just heard it, a wonderful testimony of Buckeye East. We just heard it about God speaking to someone's heart, speaking to Amber and Nick's heart and, and what they do. It's a little bit scary, but I can't see everything. I can't understand it with my mind, but I'm gonna step out in faith. I'm gonna step out in faith. So, and when I do that, God's just gonna make it clear. And for them, God, it made it clear. You've got to walk in obedience. Last week, Pastor Lori Got up, and I don't remember what service it was. Maybe it was second service, and got up here right in the middle of worship and said, someone believes that there's a grip of death. There's a grip of death on your life, and God, God's calling you. There's that, like this suicidal thought. Can I tell you? All week we've gone, and just yesterday, she was cruising through TJ Maxx. Cruising through TJ Maxx, and someone said, hey, I go to your church. You spoke this in church service. And I was in a very, very dark place. And I started thinking to myself, how, how, how can I just be done with this? And that person's mom said, why don't you go check out that church that you've been hearing news about? And she comes in and God wakes her up and calls her right there. You see, God, listen, we got to... We have to understand that God is calling, and when he calls us, we have got to respond to him. The book of James says it best. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Sounds like the best party I've ever been to. But then it says, humble yourselves before the Lord. And what's he going to do? He will lift you up. But the key is, come near to God. And many times what we want God to do is like that genie in a bottle. God, get me out. Get me out. Fix this problem. Heal that problem. Take care of that problem. But we're not willing to put any skin in the game. We're not willing to take a step forward when he says, come forward. We're not willing to to get rid of the things in our life. But Lord, I just don't want that. And that's not a big deal, Jesus, because your grace is sufficient for me. And we start quoting stuff to him. Listen, anything is possible with the scripture verse that can be taken out of context. You start saying, well, God knows my heart. Listen, that is no humility whatsoever in any of that statement yes god is full of mercy and god is full of grace but friends we've got to he is the creator of man's first breath but yet we treat him like he's a genie in a bottle look at your neighbor and say stop doing that Jesus said it like this. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. I believe the King James says it like this. Come to me, all of you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What's the key? Come to me. Not come to me. Come to me. Come to me. The third attribute of faith is simply this. Faith, what does it do? Faith produces healing faith produces healing mark chapter 10 jesus said to this man what do you want me to do for you and he responded my rabbi the blind man said i want to see and jesus said to him go for your faith has healed you and instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Can I tell you today that the presence of the Holy Spirit, he is here in this place? And he is asking you, man of God, he is asking you, woman of God, he's asking you the very same question that he asked the blind man named Bartimaeus. He's asking you today, what do you want me to do for you? We've got to stop expecting God to answer something that we aren't willing to ask for. Start asking in expectation and actually uh, believing that God is going to answer you. But the devil will lie to you and he will constantly berate you and tell you God's not going to answer your prayers because you have crossed the line. God's not going to hear you. You're not worthy because I know what you did. And he will constantly remind you over over and over and over and over and over and over and over again with annoyance of what you've done, keeping you in bondage. But can I tell you, he's a liar, he is a deceiver, and he has no authority over your life in Jesus Christ. We've got to shut our minds to the things of the enemy and simply start believing God for what he said he is going to do. My friends, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that's working within us. God will do it. I love Philippians, we're gonna land the plane with this. I love Philippians, it says this, rejoice in the Lord always, not part-time. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'm gonna say it again, rejoice. Why did they do that? Because we just too stubborn to realize it. I think they wrote that for me. Anybody else? Anybody else? I think, rejoice in the Lord Always. Let your gentleness be evident to the all for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Notice it says present, it doesn't say present your request to social media. Why is it that we would rather let the world know of our needs first than to bring our needs before the creator of the universe that can answer and can do miracles in an instant? Why would we do that? Because the enemy has duped us into believing that the world in which we live in is more important than what God wants. Make your petitions known. Make your requests known to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A gal by the name of Nancy Spiegelberg said this, Lord, I ca- crawled across the barrenness to you with my empty cup, uncertain in asking any small drop of refreshment. Oh, but God, if only I had known you better, I would have come running with a bucket. Stop believing the lies of the enemy that God His blessings for you are in short supply. Understand that God wants to pour out his spirit upon you, upon your families, and change the trajectory of everything in your life. Allow him to do it and come running with a bucket. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.